happening, everybody? Big Run the Chip here. Welcome back. Um, anyway, I got written down on my um, thing here, Sarstock. I wanted to talk about Sarstock. I guess I thought I already did. I don't know if that was the official name of the fucking event, but what a fucking experience that was. But also, if SARS were real, holy fuck did we ever blow it. It was just like everybody cramming to the same fucking spot at once. There was like half a million fucking people there. It was fucked. Like hundreds of thousands of people that Downs U Air Base. It was, uh, it was amazing. I remember the, the tickets were like 20 bucks a pop, and it was... Uh, I got to see the fucking Rolling Stones, ACDC, fucking um, Rush, the Guess Who. Mike Bullard was there. He did some comedy. Good old Mike Bullard. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he's uh, he's like our fucking late night guy, you know? There's like Leno. There's fucking David Letterman, Johnny Carson. And then we got Mike fucking Bullard. I don't know. I enjoyed his show because when we moved to Toronto... Um, like, when you live up north, you just get the one channel. But when we lived in Toronto, we just, uh, we had this, um, upright fan. Like a fucking, and, um, we, we ran, run a coaxial cable out of the fucking VCR and around the fan. And you move it around the room, you get all kinds of fucking channels. We get like a dozen channels for free. It was amazing. When you're, when you're going from one, you know, you're getting 12 times the fucking channels for nothing. It was pretty fucking sweet. Anyway, CTV came in crystal fucking clear, so uh, I would have watched whatever the fuck was on in the evening and uh, no one was around. That's the other thing. In those days, you just had the one fucking TV, so you had to fight like hell or suffer through whatever the fuck anyone else was watching or video games or what have you. But uh, those were simpler times anyway. I shittier in a way, but well, the thing is, is people fucking romanticize their youth, and as you should, you know, it's great to be young. Although when you're young, all you want to do is be older. Um, kind of a fucking fucked up thing. Then you get older, you just want to be young again. But people will romanticize the times to the point, whatever time they were young, to the point where it's like, yeah, it wasn't really that much better. It's just life was easier because you were fucking young. And now you're going back and fucking people are going to do the same about every single era. It's being young that you miss. Um, that being said, though, nostalgia is a real thing, and uh, no one can take that. That's that again. That's another thing that's fucking personal to you, because you form those fucking positive associations. But anyway, I like I always say, it's not good to uh, dwell on the past, to live in the past, but it's great to just reflect every once in a while, which was what I was trying to do. If you, just being interrupted by my fucking uh, scatterbrained, scatterbrains. Brain that is scattered. I don't know how to fucking say that. I like to spend most of my fucking podcast on, on fucking uh, tangents, rants, and then semantics. How to fucking say things properly and, uh, ah, fuck. Anyway. Anyway, it was a great fucking time. Uh, we were there most of the fucking day. I remember it was such an experience. So we went in, we didn't know which way to go. We went into the Sarstock, and uh, my buddy Gary put me up on his shoulders, and I'm just like, I couldn't see a fuck. He's like, what, what, do, what do you see? I'm like, all I see is fucking people. And uh, the people around us laughed. They thought that was funny. Because, like, that's all you can see over the horizon. I've never seen so many fucking people at once. It's fucked. Absolutely nuts. Like, hundreds of thousands of people all crammed into one space like that. It's fucked. 
So we started marching towards the stairs, um, stairs, the stage. Um, we never got anywhere close to the stage, but we got we, we got a good setup next to the, uh, they had like these barricades set up. We, we set up shop next to a barricade, uh, you know, made friendly with all the people there because a lot of people were camped out for a long fucking time. You started trampling all over their setup. They get really pissed and it's like, I don't know if you guys got the memo. I appreciate you guys got here early, but there's going to be a lot of fucking people here. I think you better get comfortable with that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, before I even got to that point was, uh, there was a couple incidents and, um, the first one was this fucking idiot. Uh, these guys were fighting and the fucking, this one British guy was just so fucking rolled up. He had a fat lip on, and he was fucking yelling and swearing. And, um, the fucking guy, that was one guy that was fighting him was like, speak fucking English fucking idiot and he wasn't even like joking he wasn't trying to be ironic you could just tell this guy was an idiot and uh that didn't pacify the englishman at all but he's like where the fuck do you think i'm from and uh i thought that was so ridiculous i felt so ashamed on behalf of my fucking city my country and uh i was like oh god i was like this isn't this isn't every canadian i don't know i always take it like anytime there's uh people from other parts of the world around it's like you know when you have company over you got to be on your best behavior because you are representing an entire fucking city an entire nation you know and then they go home and they think you're assholes they think we're all assholes and I don't like that at all you know but whatever this was obviously an isolated incident I hope uh, everyone appreciates that because given the fucking um, like what was going on I think everything went pretty well I think there was very little violence considering how much there could have been and there usually is at such events. Um, I don't know, I just thought that was hilarious. Speak fucking English. <laughs> just something he says to people that are uh, that, that he can't understand. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway. Oh yeah, I just watched the goddamn fucking documentary on uh, Woodstock 99. What a fucking disaster I knew it was a disaster when it happened but I obviously wasn't there um, but holy shit everything was just fucking you know mishandled as fuck and the guys arranging it never really fucking said they were sorry or took responsibility not really they're just kind of like oh you know like this thing's happened it's like you had a thousand times to try to make it right and you guys just fucking blew it it's like all that is on your hands fuck you yeah people do get fucking like yeah obviously anyone that did any bad stuff are certainly responsible for their actions but like you lock a bunch of fucking people in a cage and then you just torture them for days that's what's like that's gonna fucking happen like holy shit i don't know I, i've been in a few situations like that where it's just like it gets so fucked up and like we're it's some people are fucked up all the time but other people who would not normally act in, in such a way, you know, you just, it's like, fuck. Anyway, whatever. Actually, we were just talking about the uh, discussion of morality, and it's like, as long as your actions don't directly harm anybody, anybody, like, you know, when it comes to faces, corporations and shit, it's like, fuck them. When it comes to the government, it's like, fuck them in both directions. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? It is what it is. It's like, but 
I don't know, is that right or wrong? Who the fuck am I to decide what's right or wrong? Fuck, I paused there and I don't remember where I was at all. Fuck. I think I was talking about Sarstar. So, you know, I was talking about morality. And uh, there's some stuff that it's just objectively fucking understandable as far as morality goes. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, um, I remember when we used to do those keggers and shit. Shit would get fucking crazy. And I only had, I like, almost no fucking rules at all. It's like, one, I just said, don't get fucking rapey. Some guys are all fucking rapey and shit. It's like, you're scaring away the fucking girls with your fucking bullshit. Like, it's not very difficult to, to fucking, uh, you know what I mean? Like, to meet girls and whatever, hook up with them. If you're not the biggest fucking piece of shit ever, it's, uh, it's hard not to. So what the fuck, like, but some guys, they just don't know how to be cool. They just, you know, and they get all fucking rapey and shit. And then they, some guys are like outraged and I'm like throwing them out or whatever. And it's like, really? Really? It's like, oh, what kind of fucking place is this? <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. That was like one of the only fucking rules there was. The other is don't use weapons when fighting. Um, which is another thing for people, some people just can't fucking do. It's one thing if you're outnumbered or something, but if it's a one-on-one -on -one fight, like... Don't use a fucking weapon. Like, fuck, if you can't fight with your fucking hands, then don't fucking fight at all. Um, like, I, I mean, I, I wasn't saying don't fight or don't be violent. I mean, fuck, by all means, if people want to fight, fucking let them. It's a good way to, for people to fucking get it out of their system. You know, and that actually helps uh, cut down on the fucking rapey guys. Because usually they're the guys that want to fight because they're so fucking frustrated. Because they're fucking losers that can't fucking get laid. That's that's the fucking recipe for every single situation uh, where there's alcohol and then there's violence. It's guys trying to get girls. And then most of them strike out. And then they're like, oh, let's, let's fight now. And it's like, ah. Uh, anyway. What are you going to do? So anyway, as we were moving... Uh, trying to migrate towards the stage in this fucking uh, Sarstock thing. Um, I fucking bumped to this huge motherfucker. I like walked right into him, and he's like, he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, uh, "I'm just trying to get." I was like, "Excuse me, I'd like to get by now." And um, but anyway, I was like, "I'm trying to get over there." He's like, "Oh, are you? Are you really?" I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sakes, we haven't even fuck. We just got here." And it's like, we've already passed one brawl, now this fucking shit. And then he's like, he's like, I'm like, I'm just trying to get over there. He's like, or he's like, I'm, go, or I'm like, I'm going over there. He's like, are you sure about that? And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But anyway, he's like, I'm just kidding with you, little buddy. And he fucking goes, like, he just does this sweeping motion with his giant arm. Because this guy was a fucking monster. And he just swept this uh, little bit of path clear. And he's like, you go ahead, buddy. I was, <laughs> I was like, all right. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. This guy's just like this giant gatekeeper. I don't know. It, I don't know. Whatever. I, I said the right thing. Got by. I, I was just saying, actually, another survival technique is not always being aggressive. It's being aggressive when you have to. But mostly, it's about being humble when you have to. And uh, that's, that's sometimes very challenging. It's like uh, one of my, my buddies said, he's like, they had like a protocol when he was in the, um, when he's in the armed forces, when, when a guy's just fucking snapped, when his ego has like, when, he, when he's just gone fucking crazy, and um, 
he was talking about like one of their fucking sergeants or whatever. If it, like if he was just like, all right, let's go fucking take all these guys or whatever, and like they're completely outnumbered. And when the person stops being fucking rational, you uh, you have to put them down. I don't think this is an official fucking thing because you can see how this would get really fucking out of hand really quick. But like you know, if a guy. If your leader starts saying to do some fucking insane crazy shit that's just going to wind you up all fucking dead because it's way too stupid and risky, then he's like, he's like, you just listen to him, listen to him, nod, 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 wait till he turns around, then shoot him in the back of the head. Um, now, I'm not saying we should do this, but it gets to the point where somebody is just way too confident, where their confidence and bravado and all that shit way outweighs the real situation. There was more statistics to that that particular situation because I think they had shotguns and like they're outnumbered like five to one with guys with automatic weapons. You don't bring automatic weapons to a deal in this country. I love this guy giving uh, the American giving lecture on gun control. <laughs> it don't add inches to your dick. Um, anyway, so we finally get posted up, set up at our spot. It was a pretty sweet fucking spot, I must say, um, at this Sarstock thing. We had a lot of good people around us. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway. And, and we didn't really have much trouble. There were a couple of these fucking creepy weirdo dickheads I was just talking about. But the thing was, is, um, he started being all creepy and weird with our, our lady folk. And, um... It was fucking pathetic, but uh, when we were, we were just about to fucking fight or whatever, like uh, sort them out, and um, then their friends ran up doing damage control, which is what you do when you have a friend that's complete disaster, and you're instead of uh, sorting out that friend, you're just trying to pacify the the people he's upsetting. But anyway, regardless, I was underage, so I didn't have any alcohol. I was only 18 at the time. And I was dying for a drink. I was standing in the hot sun for nine fucking hours straight. So when these guys came up, they had water balls full of booze. Like, oh, sorry about your uh, buddy. He's a fucking disaster. I'm like, yeah, he's fucked, man. He's creep creepier than shit. And, uh, yeah, you got to sort out your boy there. He's fucked. Um, anyway, and they were like, here, here, have this on us. And he, and he gave me a bunch of booze and a water bottle. I was like, oh, fuck. Send all the creepy fucking weirdos you want over here. I'll fucking... I will take that in exchange for a drink. You know, this is the trade barter system. <laughs> ah, shit. The best was my brother. <laughs> the guy fucking brings a windbreaker jacket on this scorching hot summer day. The thing was, is he, was, he had a fucking bottle of vodka in his hand. And then when they searched him, he just held his hands up with the fucking vodka in his fucking hand with the jacket draped over but he's like, I'm like, how the fuck did you get away with that? He's like, worst case scenario, they took the bottle. But he's like, they're fucking searching hundreds of thousands of people. They don't have, they're not going to be very thorough. They're fucking exhausted, you know? I was like, fuck. Other people went over the night before and fucking dug holes and just dug, uh, and just buried their fucking packages and shit. Sounds like a euphemism. But uh, they also stashed a bunch of booze and then celebrated by burying their packages. You know what I mean in the Downsview Air Base. I'm, I'm raising my eyebrows very aggressively as I say that, which which suggests innuendo, innuendi. I think that's plural for innuendo. Again, semantics. But anyway, the fucking show was absolutely phenomenal. 
absolutely amazing. Getting to see Rush live is like, holy fuck. Because even before I was a Rush fan, I appreciated that they were like one of the greatest bands. They're just fucking so talented. Even before I acquired the taste for their actual music. I don't know, some, some bands I find are an acquired taste. At least I find certain things. Uh, but the, the talent, this is where I say the quality is a factor that... Or sorry, people say like the talent and effort and skill involved doesn't dictate the quality. It's not 100%, but it's definitely factors. Because here's an example of a man, I love Rush now. But I didn't, even before I enjoyed their fucking music as much, before I was a big fan, I still couldn't deny how talented they were, how good they were. That's why I want to be clear here on the fucking distinction. And I think a lot of Stones music is simple fucking dreary, or drivel fucking shit. I still love them. But, um, so I don't know. I'm on both sides of the fence as per usual. Now, on that note also, oh yeah, and ACDC kicked ass. They put on such a fucking performance. They absolutely stole the show. It was fucking phenomenal. Um, just fucking, oh my God, it was amazing. But yeah, anyway, fucking Justin Timberlake came out. People are fucking booing and shit. Like, what the fuck? I was so, again, so fucking disappointed on behalf of my city, on behalf of my country, on behalf of everybody. Like, what are you doing? And it's just like, this guy came out when other bands were canceling gigs and tours and shit because of fucking stop SARS. And, um, anyway, this guy came to this goddamn concert. And it's like, what the fuck is your problem? But anyway, regardless, even if you don't like somebody's music... If anyone's getting up there on stage and fucking performing, you, you show them some goddamn courtesy, even if you don't fucking like it. You don't have to cheer, but you sure as fuck don't boo. Like, unless this guy comes out with like a, a fucking swastika and like a fucking, uh, I don't I don't know, like some stupid political shit that you're against, that's one thing. If you just don't like the sound of the guy's music, what the fuck is your problem? I don't like the guy's music, but I fucking, um... I sure as fuck respect anybody up there on stage doing their thing. Especially a guy like me who's terrified of public speaking. I, um... I don't know. Fuck. I was very disappointed. Very fucking, uh... Like, what the fuck is your problem? And, like, I, I just finished reading a book about the Stones. And they used to use the Hells Angels as their fucking security. Um... And it was a shit show. People were getting fucking murdered. People were getting beat down to fuck. Guys, these fucking animals were riding their goddamn Harleys into the fucking crowd and shit. Like, doing all the craziest shit. The thing is, is the Stones had hired fucking biker uh, motorcycle clubs to do their security before. They just never uh, met a pack of wild animals like these fucks. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to be creating peace. Not fucking making it worse. Actually, one time I was at... Um, now, I'm always on both sides of the fence. I'm always... Uh, actually, on this, on this um, particular situation, I was firmly planted on one side of the fence. you understand what I mean in a second. I was at this campsite that was run by Hells Angels. And um, the one guy comes up and he's like, Hey, we're just going to pretend that we're talking to you here. You know, whatever. And uh, he's like, we're just taking care of a situation here. I'm like, hey, man, if you need backup... I'm, uh, I'm, I'd love to help you out if you need anything. He did not. He was the, the least in need of any help. Um, these guys were trying to sneak in. They came over the fence. That's where the fence thing came in. It was like a double entendre. They came over this fence. Uh, it was like a, it looked, it was more like a, um, <clears throat> like a fucking wall of like a, like a settlement you'd, you'd, you'd build after, uh, human civilization collapses. 
And actually, like in Fallout or something, it's like a Fallout shelter fucking scrap metal fucking wall. Um, but anyway, it's like, uh, um, civilization kind of does collapse often or, or not exist within the, the confines of these fucking campgrounds. Um, but then it is restored. And in this case, restored fucking intensely. Um, because these guys were the nicest guys ever. They had the rules. Um, but holy fuck, did they ever sort these guys out coming over the fucking fence. And part of me thought it was a bit excessive, but the other part of me was like, fucking beautiful. I love to see this vulgar display of power, and it's like, I don't think anyone else tried to sneak in again <clears throat> after that, because it was very, uh, it was abundantly clear that, um, it was not a good idea. But anyway, that was, uh, I was like, fuck, I wish I could handle business this, this fucking, uh, efficiently. Anyway. So back to the Sarstock thing, it was absolutely fucking amazing. You know, a couple disappointing situations, but very much overshadowed by an amazing fucking time. And, uh, and then, and then the party didn't stop when we started packing up to go. I mean, there's no packing up, fuck, uh, <laughs> it's like, got a couple of fucking, uh, liters of sweat on the ground. You don't have to take that with you. Um, oh, another good trick is um, to fill fruit with vodka. I mean, you can do this anytime. It's amazing because then your fucking vodka tastes like fruit and your fruit tastes like vodka. But yeah, you just take a fucking syringe and fill up all your um, your fruit with vodka. Actually, the guys on uh, Irishman did that because uh, Jimmy Hoff is very much uh, against alcohol. So... <laughs> <laughs> they just fill up the fucking watermelon. And the watermelon's perfect because it soaks right in. Now, I don't know about you guys, man. I eat, eat like half a watermelon. I feel so fucking hydrated afterward. Uh, afterwards. <laughs> it's because of the water. <laughs> Sorry, just imagine fucking Chris Farley dressed up like the fucking... Yeah, there's, if you guys ever watch... Uh, I mean, anything with Chris Farley's fantastic, but he does there's this one bit where he's trying to explain some fucking makeup or something it's because of the alcohol <laughs> oh my god he just keeps repeating the dumbest shit over and over again he's dressed like a lady um which normally in and of itself like a guy dressed like a lady i'm, I'm sure at one point that was the funniest shit ever it's like that alone is not comedy you need a little more than that guy guys in dresses oh guys don't normally wear dresses oh here's some guys in dresses oh um, just, I mean, this is me, the, the ultimate authority on comedy. But anyway, Chris Farley, one of the funniest fucking guys ever, in my, my humble, or very not humble opinion in this case. Um, but anyway, yeah, Sarstock was amazing. I feel like I'm leaving out a lot. It was a very long day. Not long in a bad way. Es dia muy largo in, uh, in, ah, uh, fuck, I can't speak Spanish worth of shit. Um, but anyway, I gotta get him to work here. Um, I love you all. Be well. You know, if somebody's up on stage, actually, I'll tell you this story really fast if I can. Um, it was like we were in Hamilton one time, and this guy sucked. He sucked fucking balls. He was the worst, which I thought was a weird fucking uh, thing to do up on stage. No, he wasn't. He wasn't literally doing that. He was playing an acoustic guitar and singing terribly. He metaphorically sucked balls. You do a lot better off if you were actually performing acts of oral sex on people. Maybe. 
Um, anyway, this guy was terrible, but we were still cheering for him because he was up on stage doing his thing, and I respect that. And then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, it's snowing in Toronto. Fuck those guys. And me and my buddy are both from Toronto. We're like, what the? I mean, I'm from all over. I could fucking list so many towns as my fucking hometowns or where I'm from or whatever. But it's like, why, why are you taking shots at anybody, buddy? You suck the worst. You suck worse than the entire, any single person that lives in Toronto. And, um, I don't think you're in any position to fucking talk. So it's like, you know what, man? Fuck you. I'm trying to cheer for your fucking lame ass. And now you're just like attacking the town I'm from for some reason. I don't know. I guess he thought people would be like, yeah, fuck Toronto and start cheering or something. But it's like, why don't you, why don't you learn how to play the guitar and then start talking shit maybe, or, or maybe leave that part out. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Get yourself a fucking hockey team, pal. Fucking guys from Hamilton as well. Like, I understand uh, if you're from the greatest place on earth, you're from the fucking Hamilton. Like, shit, at its best, it was a steel town. Now it's a fucking pile of shit. It still smells bad like there's industry there, but there hardly is anything. <sighs> now, every city, every town, it's all the same shit. <laughs> it's so fucking absurd to act like one's good and one's bad. Um, except for Oshawa. Oshawa is complete shit. Um, <laughs> that's the only exception. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just fucking around. The, um, I gotta get into work. I love you all. Um, and, uh, yeah, be nice to people who are up on stage. And, uh, and if you're, or oh, that goes both ways. And if you're up on stage, don't, don't be mean to an entire fucking millions of people at once. That's not cool. All right. I love you all. Be well. Except for people from Toronto. I fucking actually hate everyone there. <laughs> Actually, I call it Toto, because that's how that's what Toronto is with no Ron. Toto. I don't say that. Actually, saying it out loud is so fucking stupid. But anyway, I I forget to cut things out, and well, I don't know how to edit worth of shit. So sometimes I'll delete whole segments. I have one segment that says delete this, but I don't remember what it is, so I might not. Anyway, be well. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Big Redneck Chip here, coming to you live from the sunny Southlands. Live! And by that I mean I am alive when I'm talking. I could be dead by the time you hear this, though, because it will be in the future, because it's not actually live. Okay? This is recorded, and then I'll post it. Um, I mean, I don't give a fuck. I would go live. It's not like I'm editing anything. Uh, every once in a while, I'll delete a segment if it's really terrible. The thing is, though, it's just like you could just as easily delete it from your fucking memory. If you're like me, you forget fucking almost everything. I remember the basic fucking things of that that are... Or I try to just remember the things that are important. Important. Like how to say the word important. I don't know. I thought that uh, I was on the office. It was funny that Andy Bernard kept saying important. And then I started saying it like stupidly like that. And then now I don't even fucking remember... How things are said anymore. Now, if a segment this fucking stupid about pronouncing words, one of fucking, I don't know how many thousands, like, what the fuck? I'm on, what am I, 140 fucking episodes? You're gonna hear a lot of stupid shit and you're gonna hear a lot of repetition. Repetition works. Repetition works. Repetition works. It's my job to be repetitive. Being repetitive is my job. <laughs> I was like, uh, what's his face? Um, I can't remember his fucking name. 
Um, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I was watching some shit. Like, if you spend a lot of time doing something, then that's a lot of time you're spending doing that thing. It's just like, uh-huh, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's, that's a fucking, uh, it's a mind-blower there, buddy. Get off the fucking drugs. Or get on them, I don't know, either one. I am a big fan of, uh the drugs, but I'm also a hater of any, any, any fucking dependence on any chemicals or fucking substances or anything that you have to fucking completely use as a goddamn crutch just to get yourself through the day. Mine is rambling incoherently is one of them. Um, seriously, it's, it's something I fucking have to do and, uh, it bothers me when I don't. Even if I have absolutely very little to fucking say or nothing at all, I just keep fucking, uh, keep going. Gives me something, you know, something that's, that makes me happy. It's really hard, um, to, uh, do anything for myself because I have this deep-seated self-loathing that I'm trying to cope with very, uh, very slowly, it seems. But anyway, it's a fucking coping mechanism that we all, uh, I think we all, to some extent, have, you know, where you're just like, uh, I don't know, it's fucked up, because it's like your brain is trying to protect you from shit, so it's like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, you know, uh, it's trying to, like, keep you safe, you know, like, oh, you can't do that, you're a fucking idiot, oh, you can't do that, you're not, not good enough to do that shit, or, um, I don't know, it's, it's a really fucked up thing to just have this constant voice in your head telling you you're shit, and it's trying to protect you, it's trying to keep you safe, it's just, it's very, very fucking twisted, it's very fucked up. And some people will have the opposite, where they have a voice telling them they're the greatest ever. And they're the fucking dumbest fucking asshole. Um, confidence is a great thing, but when it's completely ill-founded and it drowns out any logic or reasoning, oh my god. <laughs> uh, it just I, I just thought of, um, this is a little different, but it's, um, what the fuck, Million Dollar Baby, where, uh, what's his name? fucking, uh, Morgan Freeman's just like, you show me a guy that's all, a fighter that's all heart, you know, I'll show you a guy that's about to get his ass kicked, and then they show the guy, uh, Jay Bruchel, in his best role, I don't know why, I, I even said I don't like that guy, but I think it's because he's got that wiener nasally fucking voice, and he's a wiener ass, and it reminds me, I think, of, a, of parts of myself that I hate, like being a scrawny little wiener ass, um, like growing up and then, uh, having a fucking annoying ass nasally voice. I think I, uh, don't like that part of myself. And so then I don't like that guy and I find him annoying, but I feel like, uh, <laughs> this is the end with, um, we're fucking, what's his name? Jonah Hill is <laughs> just like, he fucking hates the guy so much. And I'm like, all right, I love Jonah Hill. And he's saying exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Ah, shit, I fucking hate that Jay Bruchel so much. I could never actually hate someone. Um, but again, yeah, it comes from like, you know, when you look deep enough, it's usually some part of yourself that you don't like. So you got to dig deep. Obviously, I have no fucking problem with that guy whatsoever. Um, I don't hate anyone. I, it's not worth it. It's like Mel, uh, Nelson Mandela. I was going to say Nelson Mandela, where you mix up the first two things. But anyway... That's the Nandela effect. That's where you uh, mix up the fucking letters of so many words you don't know what reality is anymore. Um, uh, where was it? Oh yeah, the the quote. Obviously, I'm looking for obviously <laughs> is um, 
fuck, I'm never even going to get a quote right again. It was something about hating people is like eating poison and expecting that person you're hating to die. Um, I can't remember how he worded it, but it was something along those lines. That's the general fucking gist of it. Um, because, yeah, fuck, you get, get consumed by fucking hatred and bitterness. Um, it just, it, it can eat you right the fuck up, and, and it's not worth it. It's not fucking worth it. No person on this fucking planet is worth, uh, you know, the shittier the person is. Like, the opposite of love is indifference. That was a, a line from some song, but it's also a very important fucking thing to remember. The opposite of love is not hate that some people think. Hate takes energy. Hate is paying attention to people. Like I say, the, the cause of so much grief in my life is just people that desperately need attention and desperately need to feel fucking validated and to feel like... And, and everyone should feel like this. You know? Good people, shitty people, if you if you write entire people in off that way or whatever. Um, regardless, people need fucking to be paid attention to. But hate is not the opposite of love. It's it's almost fucking part and parcel. It's almost on fucking par because it takes so much fucking energy and attention and whatever. To be completely fucking indifferent, that is, you know... Like, if you fucking hate somebody, then, yeah, you, you know, you're still fucking giving them some of your life. You're giving them a lot of your fucking energy in a lot of cases. If you fucking shun people, that's like... Or completely ignore their existence or accept their... Don't even fucking acknowledge them at all. That's way fucking worse. It's way harsher. But it's 100%, like, think about it. You're indifferent to most fucking human beings. There's no way you could ever be fucking uh, constantly conscious of everyone in the world. So it's not really that. It's probably the most natural fucking thing to do entirely. But uh, 0% of, I don't like to deal in absolute, 0% of people have ever fucking survived, let alone thrived on their own. So you do have to fucking you can't be indifferent to everyone. That's for damn sure. Well, you can, but you won't last, all right? There you go. Fuck. Is that a... I hate that I just can't make a statement without constantly fucking giving, like, like updating it and fucking trying to fix it. And I don't know. It's a more, more compulsive fucking behavior. Oh, fuck. Anyway, uh... Today I was doing a fucking another job for the same uh, person that I, I worked for before, but it was just what I was talking about with the, um, where you have the elderly person that's perfectly fine, and then the kid that's the most annoying fucking shithead in the world, trying so hard to just like help, quote unquote, help this fucking elderly person. Regardless, I gotta stop and get a few drinks. Just give me a minute. Oh, I love these guys. They're like some of the only fucking not white people around, but <laughs> some of the only Indian people in such a far race. So going to see them reminds me of home. It's so funny though, because other people are like, this place looks like it's run by the mafia. And it's like, yeah, it feels like home. Because <laughs> it's like just super scuzzy and sketchy. Um, I don't know. I've just, I love these guys. They've always been nice to me. Um, there's a big fucking dog in there. He doesn't like people, but it's still nice to see a big fucking dog. Um, most of a big fucking dog. Who goes walking in three feet of fucking marsh? <laughs> Don't laugh. This isn't reality TV. I fucking love that whole, uh, <laughs> that whole fucking movie is such a masterpiece. I don't know why people think people from Boston are fucked. 
Um, I don't know why they think that you should fucking know by now. It's it, it just I love that Boston accent. I love the fucking. <laughs> I love uh, again actual fucking organized crime can be an absolutely hideous fucking thing at times. Um, but like uh, again to quote that exact movie, when you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? Um, I think well, he's talking about criminals and, and cops, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like when I when I first moved to Toronto, it's like everywhere he goes, like empty out your pockets, empty out your pockets. What do you got? Give me all your shit. Um, I mean, that's not just Toronto; that happens fucking everywhere. Um, you know, people are mugging you and shit, and a lot of times they're they're very polite and they let you fucking empty out your your pockets yourself before they fucking fuck you up or just start going through your shit. Um, but anyway, let's talk today about looting. But uh, that was different. That was a fucking burnt out place. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't, anyway, the, um, actually, I don't give a fuck about protecting that fucking guy. That guy blew his fucking house up and then he just kept changing his story. And it's like, you either don't give a shit that you did this or you fucking want us to know that you did it. And believe me, um, anyway, I, I was just talking about looting, um, <laughs> the one guy was taking fucking cereal and shit and like grocery, like really shitty cheap groceries. And it's like, I'm all about, you know, taking food um, when you can rather than letting it go to waste. But do you have any idea how bad everything stinks like fucking fire? Uh, <laughs> you're going to eat these fucking no-name odios, fucking whatever. And they're going to like, it's just, you're going to get so fucking sick. Um... <laughs> <laughs> out of all the things to loot in a fucking place anyway whatever what was my point oh my point was is uh yeah so this kept happening um where where everywhere i go it's just like empty your pockets give me your shit <laughs> and then the fucking cops the cops come up to you it's like oh great cops they're they must be you know nice guys or whatever maybe they'll help us out and it's just like hey you empty out your pockets what do you got hey empty out your bag what do you got in there just like searching us for no fucking reason because they think we have bad like stuff on it's just like it's so fucking funny so again whether it's fucking common thugs or fucking common thug police officers what's the fucking difference and then if you do meet these guys in a dark alley, especially along before there were so many cameras everywhere, um, it's scary as shit. Because the criminal guys can fuck you up. These guys can not only fuck you up, but they can fuck you up and then throw you in jail afterwards. Or they can just make you disappear entirely. It's, it's fucking terrifying. But I don't know. Growing up, it's not that I always had a problem with authority, but I, would never, I never trusted anybody. I don't know if I ever did. Um... But, like, I would never, ever fucking trust any, like, teachers, police officers, adults, fucking any any adults. It's just, like, you, you, you could get along with them, you could like them, but you could never trust them, you know? And, like, I never understood, like, like me and my brothers, we bust each other's balls relentlessly. Uh, especially me and my one brother fight endlessly, but you'd never rat each other out. Never, ever. Like, everything was kept hidden for, for your own benefit, but also for the benefit of your parents themselves. Except for one of my buddies ratting us all out on my fucking wedding. Like, dude, what are you doing? There's no statute of limitations. My mom will still fucking hit us all. <laughs> you better sh shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, that was that was amazing. I, I, I was so glad that uh, everyone did so well. Um, because obviously I choked. I couldn't get a fucking word out. I, uh, I never shut the fuck up until everybody fucking looks at me at once. 
Uh, luckily, I got saved from making any speeches at the last wedding I was at. Thank God. And then the guys that did were really, really good at, at, at talking in front of people. And um, I would have fucking blew. I would have done it because I never would say no when asked uh, something. Especially on the... Uh, I won't even say the expression. My, my baby it will never... Um, if she ever does get married, I fucking swear to fucking God, I don't know. I See, I'll be long dead, but I promise anything, anyone, um, I, I don't know how to put this. Bad things will, will mysteriously happen to people, and it will seem like you, you, superstitious or, or whatever, but uh, I, I will make sure my, my baby and, my, and whatever is protected forever not just for as long as I live that could be fucking any moment but um anyway I'm just I'm just rambling incoherent. um it's like I was saying about one of my buddies the, the, like he was dating the wrong girl um just should have fucking walked away but he was in love and anyway her dad took him out to the middle of nowhere and stabbed the shit out of him now the thing is as fucked up as it as it is I would have done the same fucking thing uh, only this guy was a fucking idiot. This is where your ego gets away from you, you know? And, um, he didn't make sure there was no one there and wasn't going to be there. And, um, he also didn't bring any help. You know, he's this old man. My buddy, he didn't see it coming at all, but he's way fucking tougher and stronger than you, you'd think. I fought the guy. He's fucking tough as shit. And obviously he got stabbed to fucking hell and then beat the shit out of the guy and fucking got away. Um... And the only reason, well, the only reason he didn't bleed out and he lived was because somebody was there. So this guy was a fucking idiot, in a way. Well, he was blinded by his own fucking rage and his own fucking uh, feelings. I mean, obviously, it was a crime of passion. The thing is, it's like, yeah, he had his daughter's best interests at heart. Um, I don't know. My, my buddy, I, I, I think he's a... I always loved him. I always thought he was a good guy. Like, definitely has his fucking problems. I'd be shocked if he's still alive, but... Um, Anyway, that, that's a very, very long story. I, I don't even think I should have really told his story. The, the actual story itself is fucking just unbelievable, but the guy has the scars to prove it. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. But, <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I should just stop talking entirely. Um, I'm fucking sober, too. I was thinking about drinking, but it's like, shit, I'm already fucking head completely sober. The worst is, though, is, is when I uh, was a raging alcoholic. I'd be so sketched out and fucked up and twisted, and I'd have one or two drinks, and I'd just be, like, perfectly good. Now, it was a very, very, like, small window. It's, it's almost microscopic now, because my tolerance is, like, nothing. And then you turn into a sloppy fucking mess. But there was that brief period in between where it's just like, you're good, you're cool, you're calm, you're collected, you're all whatever, you know? I don't ever want to be a raging alcoholic again. Um, but I would like to be able to enjoy some beverages without turning into a fucking psycho or like falling over or something. Um, the thought of like, you know, causing any harm to anyone else because of my fucking ability to handle reality just makes me like that is just like the weakest shit ever and um i don't know it's it's uh it's rough because reality fucking sucks just raw dogging it sober or being fucked up on some stupid medication that your doctor gives you oh fuck anyway
I'm about to give up on that shit. Holy fuck. What a roller coaster it's been. And anyway, thanks for being on this with me, on this ride with me. You guys have been here every step of the way, whether you liked it or not. Alright? And you're gonna fucking continue. There's no getting off this fucking ride. It's just like... Or no, it's like in, uh, you know when you go to Wonderland? I don't know about you guys, but now that I'm an old fucking man, <laughs> I, can't, like, I can't even like spin in a circle without fucking falling down. I get like motion sickness. But um, I'm like, I hate when there's no lineups. They just let you stay on the ride. It's like, can you just let me stand in a lineup for 20 minutes and catch my fucking breath? Holy fuck. <laughs> I can't take these fucking roller coasters anymore. But um, anyway, I love you all. And thank you for being on this emotional roller coaster with me. What's happening, everybody? Big Brother Chip here coming back to you. Uh, sorry, you're going to have to listen to a little bit of wind. I'm fucking dying. It's so goddamn hot. And I'm chugging down espresso because i got to get in this fucking gym and do a fucking workout. Then i got to get back home and work on the house. Um, you know how it goes with the house stuff. Not just housework. Housework is the regular stuff. I mean, like, working on your fucking house. It's like you could spend all day fixing up everybody's fucking house. But by the time you get home, everyone thinks, oh, you know, if you're a handy guy, you get home. Um, did I just run a railway thing? It wasn't flashing when I started going through. We saw one guy fucking uh, go through and all, just so barely uh, get missed by a train. Like the things went down and he just fucking like deked around them or whatever. And it's just like... This is the typical fucking anti-vaxxer, anti-masker mentality. Fucking no stupid fucking thing's gonna tell me when to fucking cross. Like, <laughs> the fucking train missed him by a fucking millimeter. I had to go into metric just to fucking, you know, I was gonna say a quarter inch, but that doesn't convey just how fucking... It was, you know, this was a Canadian train. They didn't want to do it a disservice. I can't park here, this is fucked. I don't like to be a stickler on where I sit or where I park. You know how some people have assigned fucking whatever, even if it's unofficial. But uh, I like to park it, even though this lot is completely empty. I like to park as considerately as possible. Also, if I don't have a clear exit strategy, I freak the fuck out. Like if it's not really easy to exit in a vehicle or, or if I'm like boxed in or cornered in a fucking place, I freak the fuck out. Um, I don't know if you guys are like this. I've gotten worse over the years. Um, a couple times customers have done that. They're just, you know, they, they can't help it. They just fucking have to be close to me. But sometimes they'll all gather in and block my exit. And actually, um, a couple times I do that thing where you like, de like you kind of fake someone out. Like you're going to fucking, um, uh, what's it called? I was just kind of like motioning that I was trying to fucking leave, but I just did it like very fucking aggressively. Um, honestly, you could do that to someone who doesn't speak English. They're going to understand what you're trying to, uh, the message you're trying to convey. I feel bad. I don't like to be aggressive with people, but like, don't fucking box me in. That happened to a dog the other day we were working. The idiot left his dog in the bedroom. And then we inadvertently boxed this dog in or blocked him in the in, in, into a corner. And he started fucking growling crazily. And he's like, oh, this dog's friendly. And it's like, first of all, your dog is friendly to you. That doesn't mean shit to us. But also, you've just put your dog in a position where two big, strange fucking men have fucking cornered him. Do you not understand how fucking fucked up that is to a dog? Or in my case, a human. 
You don't fucking do that shit. You have to understand that fucking, it's still a fucking animal. Or, you know. And uh, it's like Billy Bob Thornton said. You gotta let people know deep down you're still a fucking gorilla. I can't remember how he phrased it. Uh, or where it counts, you're still a fucking gorilla. Um, anyway, it's important things to live by. Speaking of which, I'm trying to channel that right now because I gotta fucking get in this gym. Um, and then I gotta get home to my baby. And then I gotta try to do some work on the house. Today's electrical, so I gotta be sharp. Although I do electrocute myself a lot. I'm not sure if the upstairs is all on one circuit or not, or how. Not all on one circuit, but I don't. The guys didn't fucking. The guys did a phenomenal job, but I don't. I'm not very impressed with their labeling. And I'm pretty sure some of it's in pencil. That was a fucking. The first fucking tip Tim the Toolman Taylor gave on his pilot episode. When you're marking the fucking fuse box, don't use a fucking pencil. It fucking fades away over time. Anyway. Um, I got a lot of problems at home. <laughs> don't we all? But anyway, yeah, like I said though, when you're handy, I'm not handy at all. But I'm fucking expected to be, so I do my best. Um, I'm not naturally handy. I, anything I've learned how to do was that, like, it was. I'm I'm much more proud of it because it didn't come easy. And not naturally, like my brother, um, one of my brothers to be sure, not the other. The other's the opposite. But he he was just naturally gifted at. Um, well, they're both very naturally gifted at things and then worked hard at them to, uh, um, to get better in different areas. Um, very different areas. But anyway, I didn't have that natural proclivity. So I had to work insanely hard, harder at, at, to learn the fucking shit. Actually, the guy I started with HVAC, fucking dickhead that he was, nothing came naturally to him sorry nothing in that realm came naturally to him he did it because he liked he was a masochist and uh he was very religious and he thought he was like job and every day was this fucking great challenge put forth to like he imagined that the boss was doing this like putting all these challenges because he wanted to test them because he was preparing them for an imaginary promotion um did i ever tell you guys about shalim the dream he was even more deluded but that's a sad story it's actually very funny too it's got it all. Action, comedy. Um, but anyway, this other guy, uh, he didn't, nothing came, na he wasn't naturally um, gifted in the uh, mechanical arts, or um, mechanically inclined would be a better way to say that. But <laughs> anyway, I gotta fuck, and I'm gonna keep stalling if I don't fuck. I gotta listen to some Rage Against the Machine or something. Get in the fucking zone. I love you all. I'll talk to you post workout. What's going on everybody? It's Big Rodney Champ here back after his workout. I told you I'd talk to you post-workout. Uh, I don't know, what was I supposed to talk about? Was I talking about something before I went in there? My brain completely resets like every fucking 10 seconds, so don't expect me to stay fucking coherent. If you don't know that by now, fuck, who the, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? What are we, 140 fucking deep? I don't know, I have really clear thinking. Um, when I'm working or when I'm working out is when I do my best thinking. Um, but then it goes away after. Uh, I, let me try to fucking conjure something up here. I was, uh, I can't remember exactly what I was thinking about, but it's something about finding the perfect balance between comfort and uh, discomfort. Because you don't want to just be miserable your whole life, but you don't want to be too comfortable either because then you go soft and you stop trying. You stop... Uh, you know, like I was just talking about this one guy I used to work with. He's a fucking asshole um, in a lot of ways. 
but I also learned a ton from the guy. He was shit at teaching me about anything about work, but uh, I learned a ton about how to deal with people who are dickheads and um, how a guy could be so incredibly intelligent. Like the guy was genius level intelligent and knowledgeable, yet still um, barely, he was barely able to function in life. He just fucked up so bad at so many things. Um, so anyway, a lot of people think, you know, you got to be smart to fucking survive. It helps in certain situations. A lot of times it's a fucking curse because that guy's brain is constantly racing. Just like uh, so many of us, whether you're having useful thoughts or thinking about useful shit, um, you're tortured. And the more you know, it often kills you because you fucking understand too much, you know. Like they say, ignorance is bliss. There's a lot of truth in that. Um, anyway, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I know what it's like to be somewhat intelligent. And it's all, it's all subjective. You know, like some people say, oh, you're tall. It's like one person was telling me he was self-conscious about being tall for some reason. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? It's a pretty favorable trait, except if you smash your head on shit. Uh, you'll die younger because you're heart's working harder. Um, there are some negative setbacks about it. It's harder to find clothes that fit. But, um, what else? You get rained on first. But anyway, I was like out in uh, like Dutch farm country. I'm not even tall at all. I'm like like the average, height of the average lady there. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's a, oh shit, sorry. Um, Fuck, I just cut in front of a train that scared the living shit out of me. It's barely moving and the signals aren't going, but uh, that scared the living shit out of me anyway. Uh, that's a good thing to be afraid of. Heights, snakes, and um, trains. They can all kill you. I have a buddy that fell off a train. Holy fuck. His hard hat was like smashed. Those things don't smash easy. He was fucked up. He's one of the strongest guys I know, but could still get hurt. You know, put some fear into me. Um, but anyway, I gotta go. I got a lot of fucking work to do. Um, yeah, don't get too comfortable. That's uh, that's what I'm gonna say. Don't ever get too fucking comfortable, lazy, and fucking stop trying. That's that happens to all of us. Fuck, it's a constant fear of mine. I love you all. Be well. Mm -hmm.